Fiona, Gaston, Hermione, Tobias, Colin, Danielle, Julia. Are these Disney movie character names? Maybe. But they're actually 2022 hurricane names. We've also got Alex, Bonnie, and Martin. So if you find a hurricane named after you this year, this is why. And we're going to talk about Hurricanes 2022 when I come right back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, everybody. Krista here over in the podcast studio with Practical Prepping Podcast. I'm glad that you could join me tonight. Going to talk about uh, hurricanes again. You know, the month of May is Hurricane Preparedness Month. The reason May has been designated as such is because hurricane season actually begins June the 1st in the United States. And there will be new information about hurricanes dropped on June the 2nd from the National Hurricane Center. And get this, did you know for the first time in history... The National Hurricane Center is considering extending the dates of the hurricane season because we've got a lot of serious storm to talk about. And I'll explain why. Because of the information that has been coming in from a variety of sources. And I've been doing some reading over the weekend about hurricanes and about the predictions that have been made. And I'm going to tell you quite honestly, Real Talk listeners, the news is not all that good. So that's why we, as practical preppers, need to get our heads up and our eyes and ears open so that we can become better prepared to deal with what looks to be an active hurricane season coming up. Now, I have sourced several different areas of research, and I will attribute those as best I can during the podcast, and there will be more information in the form of pictorial and website links in the Facebook posts and the blog and the show notes. First of all, I want to attribute Dr. Phil Klotzbach. He is a researcher and a meteorologist at Colorado State University. Colorado State University has a very active hurricane prediction department, and they've been doing some research this year and have been looking at weather models since January so that they could make these predictions. They are predicting that there will be 18 named storms. Now, that's all of them from invest tropical storms all the way up to hurricane status. So they're predicting a total of 18 named storms, nine of which they predict will become hurricanes, and four of those nine they predict will be a major hurricane. A major hurricane is considered at Category 3 and would include four and five as well. Categories one and two are considered hurricane, but not major hurricane. Although I have come to respect category one and category two storms, they can still wreak a lot of havoc and do a lot of damage. So I would not discount a cat one or a cat two. Much respect coming from me. Now, 
Colorado State University, also known as CSU, they use data that has been modeled from over 40 years of research done in the United States. But they'll also factor in information they're getting from the United Kingdom, uh, their meteorological society, and also the Japan Meteorological Agency. So they will combine the United States data, the European data, and the Asian data to produce these uh, predictions. So they are very, very accurate and very dead on the money. All of the models show significant increases in the odds of a major hurricane hitting the east coast of the United States or the Gulf Coast and also the Caribbean region. Here's one of the major reasons why they believe we're going to have more active hurricanes actually threatening our coastlines. It is because El Nino, which is a wind weather pattern, is going to be significantly reduced. Now, what is an El Nino? An El Nino is a high atmospheric wind pattern, way on up there in the upper levels. But because it's very strong and has increased winds on a high atmospheric level, they tend to be a hurricane destroyer. An El Nino will tear up a hurricane in many cases before it actually becomes a hurricane. So an El Nino is like a tropical storm kryptonite, and many a hurricane never formed because of strong El Nino. Well, guess what? El Nino's not showing up too swell this season. But guess who else is? La Nina, the exact opposite. The lower atmospheric winds that are coming across West Africa and moving across the Atlantic, and also helping to increase the water temperature in the Gulf of Mexico. That is known as a loop current. Now, a loop current gives weather forecasters a big old headache because the deeper the warm water loops into the Gulf of Mexico and comes deeper up into the Gulf closer to the United States, the likelihood is greater that the storms will be stronger and that there will be more of them. We're giving you this in the form of data so that you understand that, you know, we're not chickens with our heads cut off running around saying it's a hurricane, it's a hurricane. We're giving you the actual science that's explaining why we have to be awake and aware when these hurricanes become predicted. Here's the good news, if there is any, about hurricane prediction. Once the storm begins to form, generally we are still have even as much as two weeks worth of forecast here in the United States. We can have our weather apps open on our phone. We can be listening to the weather forecasters and the broadcasters that are saying, hey, we're looking at something out here in the middle of the Atlantic that looks like it needs some attention. And a lot of times that's a good 14 days notice. And so I'm telling you, pay attention, particularly when you're trying to plan a vacation. If you live in some of these coastline areas, I mean, anywhere from, you know, Texas on around to the uh, western coast of Florida, which would be the Gulf of Mexico area, all of the east coastline, all the way up to New England, uh, you New Englanders, you remember Sandy about 10 years ago? Yeah, you're still talking about it. That was a wicked, wicked storm. So even the upper New England coastline needs to be very aware of any Atlantic tropical system that's making its way over, and particularly this year, because the predictions this year are serious. 
And that's why I am coming to you to say, listen, we need to start paying attention now. We need to start prepping now. We do not want to wait until the end of July or 1st of August or the end of August, 1st of September. We know that a hurricane can form and it can form and strike pretty much, you know, when it wants to, primarily between the months of June and November. But we're also seeing some temperature differences in the water, and we're even finding hurricane researchers doing more research into the November, December, January winter months because they're beginning to notice some weather changes of pattern as well, which has a bearing on these hurricanes. Okay, so we know that we have an active season and we need to be very aware. And I will tell you that if you were laying odds on the percentages of the Colorado State University researchers being right as opposed to being wrong, you better put your money on them because they're right nearly 100% of the time going way back to the 1950s when they actually began tracking and researching hurricanes. Now, What does that have to do with practical preppers? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. Here's what we need to think about. We need to think about how would you prepare specifically for a hurricane, and particularly for those of you that live or will be vacationing in any of the Gulf Coast area or the eastern seaboard of the United States area or anywhere in the Caribbean, which would include Cuba, Bahamas, Puerto Rico, You get the picture. You got to be aware. Here's some preps. I'm just going to quickly go down a list that's really, really great for hurricane prep. Number one, store extra gasoline in the correct container and store it in the right way at a room temperature, away from any sunlight or any heat source, away from any hot water heaters or sources of ignitions like a pilot light, and just be very careful on storing your extra gasoline. Because if you have to evacuate quickly, you may find that all the gas stations around you will go dry and they'll go dry quick. They'll go dry fast. If you don't believe me, Google it. Just Google Katrina and find out what the gasoline situation was during that one. It was a nightmare. So store your gasoline. Also store extra water. The minimum is a gallon per person per day in your household. And that's just for consumption. That has nothing to do with bathing or washing dishes or watering plants. You're going to have to increase your water storage. And just prior to a hurricane striking, you may want to make sure that your clean and sterilized bathtub also has water in it that you can use for toilet flushing or possible consumption. You be the judge. That's up to you. You also want to trim the trees and the shrubbery around the property lines of your home. This will minimize a lot of debris damage. Many a person had wished they had trimmed a tree when they had the chance, but they found out that it went right through their master bedroom window, and here you go. So get some tree, shrub, and property clearing taking place. That does a great deal to help protect your property. You're also going to want to store things in watertight containers that you want to keep dry. For instance, flashlights, batteries, baby pictures, birth certificates, certain paper documents, anything that can't be put on a computer file that you want to keep dry, get some watertight containers and start putting those things in there ahead of time so that you're not scrambling around at the last minute in a panic. Anything on your computer that might be a file, you can actually store that in the cloud 
For example, Google Docs or Dropbox, you may have insurance information or license information, the types of things that are documented online. You can put those in the cloud. You can take a thumb drive and make a copy and keep that off-site, off-premises for protection as well. Purchase a generator and learn how to use it. You really want to know that there are some big old do's and don'ts when it comes to a generator, particularly in the regard of how the electricity comes and goes from that generator to your home and from that home to the generator. Learn the safety rules on the use of a generator and get a generator while you still can. You know, just as soon as that first hurricane is predicted in the summer, the sales of generators is going to skyrocket and you might find that you can't get one. Go get one this week. Also, call up your insurance agency and ask them for an insurance checkup. You want to make sure that you're current on everything that you have covered that might need to be either repaired or replaced and make sure that your insurance coverage is up to date. You may even want to consider flood insurance, which is my understanding must be in force a full 30 days before any flood event, but that may vary by agency and state. Ask your insurance agency to give you details on making sure that the insurance checkup is up to date and will cover you on things like flooding, hurricane, wind damage, and the like. Now, there are quite a few more preps that you can look at. And for a full list of those preps, you're going to go to www.noaa.gov slash hurricane dash prep. We will put this link in the show notes and on the website. But we're telling you now, right here, as Hurricane Preparedness Month is coming to an end, we're waking you up to the fact that we may have a very, very active season. We want you ready. We want you safe. And we want you to feedback Give us the ideas, your experiences, and any other helpful information that you think we need to share. We'll be glad to do that. You know, hurricanes are real bad news to a lot of folks. And sadly, there has been a tremendous loss of life as well as property. Certainly, we want to minimize that by giving you information because information is power. And you know what's powerful? Staying prepared because you know that stuff is going to happen. It's not a maybe It's a guarantee. We're going to have some rough weather. Get ready. Stick with us. We're going to be with you every step of the way. Our friends, our podcast listener, we care about you. We want you well, safe, and prepared. And I will see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We would appreciate it if you would share Practical Prepping Podcast with your friends, family, and your social media. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.